All right. Are we recording? All right. Welcome back to the podcast. We're live. What's going on, folks? Fun fact. We had a podcast before this one, and then we deleted it. And then now, this is, I guess this is the one after the last. We've recorded a total of seven podcasts and, and released, released two. Yeah, we released two. So has, has it actually been seven? No, 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 no. I'm exaggerating. Um, we had There the, was two uh, that we... Two that yeah. we got rid of. Yeah. And then another one that we got rid of. So it's five out of two out of five. If there's any sound problems throughout the thing, we have to have like a certain code. Or you could just take the back of the headphones. No, right? no, no, we'll no, just say like it out loud and then you just cut it off. It. You're hearing it right now. Yeah. So if, uh, if Martha needs to go louder or if one of us needs to go quieter, I'll just point Mildred needs to go louder. Just be like, okay. I just. Okay, okay. So and far, it's really I need good. To go louder. Okay, got it. Okay. It's and like if, it's if, like playing baseball if when we the all guy have does to go the, louder, you the go action. <laughs> Pop really loudly. Oh my god. <laughs> That's getting good. <laughs> you, you see the red one. I can imagine you editing this after. <laughs> you made it to the red zone. <laughs> if it's uh, if it's uh, yeah, if there's an audio problem with all of us, you just go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so loud. That's so uh, loud. Is it? Is it? Okay. No, it's good. It's good. Not, not <gasps> yours. I'm the only one who's wearing the headphones Don't right now. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Is it good? <laughs> everyone's good? Yeah, everyone's very clear. Very good. <laughs> We're going to cut this for <laughs> This is This is the same reason why we didn't post the last one. No, but one. we should do it. <laughs> just <laughs> it's half opposite. an hour. Yeah. No, we should do is uh, for the intro have Mazel Tov screaming. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I'll make it into a tune. So we just good. deleted an episode. Yeah, um, so it wasn't good. It wasn't uh, up to our standards. You know who was on it? Jay. Yeah. Jay disappointed us with yeah. her. No, it wasn't. Had nothing to do with her. It was just <laughs> the sound quality was bad, and I it was know. my fault. Because <laughs> I'm the sound guy. It's because we had four mics and it was too much for your like setup. So we won't be making that mistake again. Sorry, to Jay, for right wasting now, for wasting your time. We're going to take a break from guests. <laughs> That's what we've said on our third on our <laughs> second episode. <laughs> so please stop asking us. We've been we've getting a lot of requests, <laughs> and we need a break. We'll let you guys know if you were on. Like if you were uh, like on the waiting list in a way, right? We'll let you, you have know a waiting when. list. We actually do. It's insane. <laughs> it's absurd because people absurd. go. <laughs> we don't even have a fan base. <laughs> that was the most fun. It's absurd. absurd. It's absurd. <laughs> Welcome back to the absurd podcast. Yeah. So. Uh, so we need a we need a few episodes to develop our rhythm. Yeah. Before we start getting people on that mess it up. Jeez. Mess up the chemistry. Okay. You don't have to. You don't have to like. Not targeting anyone specifically. <laughs> <laughs> We've had one guest. <laughs> no, but uh, my friend. We need to have my one friend on that I told you about. We're gonna have his friend on. Because sure. he's uh, he's a meme master. The thing is, we set a bar too high for ourselves in the second episode. What did we that do? That we didn't have enough of a foundation to be able to top it. What was our? What bar did we set? <laughs> I wasn't on it. <laughs> it was a good you one. We had a lot podcast. of good reviews no, on that one. one. The second one? Yeah, we had a lot of good reviews on that. Yeah. Whatever, man. It's okay. No, but the first one had the most views so far. 
And the second one is, is yeah, the, like we had a lot of positive reviews, but we have way more streams. <laughs> it's eating hamburgers oh my right now. Gosh. <laughs> you could actually hear no. it so well. It's like he doesn't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what's the topics that you wanted to talk about, Andrew? You uh, had a list yeah. prepared. Andrew's our new. Um, We're trying to get more organized because and plan things. I mean, Andrew is our. Um, what are you? Producer. He does stuff. I mean, he's in charge of most things. <laughs> I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah, we don't know what we do. I, I had I had responsibility for everything at the beginning, <laughs> and then slowly I started <laughs> pushing them onto Andrew. I was like, now you're responsible for this, like, Andrew. Bring the people, Andrew, Andrew. You organize the schedule. <laughs> Andrew, you're in charge of who's on the mic and who's off the mic. Andrew, you're in charge of topics. You're in charge of moderating. Next thing you know, I'm the one who's editing. I'm the one who's uploading. Soon, soon. <laughs> I'm gonna teach him how to edit. Soon. <laughs> oh. oh. No, yeah. but filthy cat. The thing is, Ant doesn't want a topical. Well, he doesn't. You don't want a topical podcast in any way. You I, un- I understand the concern of like not wanting one topic to talk about yeah, for it, an hour. It, 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 it railroads. You get yeah. tunnel vision. You know. But like, we should have multi- We should have some plan. But a lot of people love the topical. Like a lot of people like they like the second podcast because it was so strict on like the relationships and they're so? like everyone was like able to follow along. But then when there was no topic, it was just everywhere. Uh huh. So, I mean, it depends. Like, can we get rid of uh, the nicknames? Is that okay? I'm sticking with mine. You Are can you serious? Yeah. Did I? Did we say his name at all yet? No, I don't think so. You said my name a lot, but Why I don't. You want to get rid it? of my okay. nickname so bad <laughs> because it <laughs> it's harder to it, remember. It's, it's, I, yeah, it feels weird. That's Dude, my nickname. Who's gonna find you? I don't. It's not. I just want to use my nickname. I don't want to use my real name. Me do. Me do. M. M. You can call me M. Do do whatever you want. Just I'll call you a loser. Fine. It's okay. Oh. Uh, no, that's very insulting and mean. But you Sorry. can. Just don't use my real name. Okay. We're not going to use his real name. <laughs> okay. So, what were the topics that you... Uh, these that are should... these are some deep question thoughts. Topics. We were having a conversation just the other day. About what? On Thursday. Have you all ever heard of the documentary? Oh, no, no, no. Let's scratch that. <laughs> no, we're not talking about, about that. that. Yeah, murder doesn't want to talk about it. Murder? Is that your nickname? <laughs> dude, dude, dude now you're, just, you're spiting me now. It's not <laughs> funny. Any name that starts with M. McDonald's? McDonald's? You want to talk about it? It's that. That's longer than my real name. Why would you? <laughs> <laughs> why would you call me? Your nickname is Yo, going to be like twenty letters long. That starts with an M. Please don't. There's so many bad words <laughs> that start with M. Mother, brother. Oh yeah, you can call me mother, brother. That that won't be hard to remember. Minty, fresh. That's good. Melt. What, what is this spite? Why do you want to use Mark. me to use my real name so bad? No, I'll use every M word except <laughs> your real name. <laughs> okay, fine. Andrew, what do you want to talk about? Michael. Michael, fine. Call me Michael. It's not that I want to talk about it. It's that it's just that I don't know. I saw this he on Facebook. About it. No, it's, I saw this on Facebook and okay. I thought about it. And then maybe we could see what you see your your ISIS videos. No, it's I had to stop. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's not true. I don't watch those. Okay. Oh, we didn't release that podcast. No, FBI, don't. I don't. Where he was watching. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, stop, stop. It, I, I was like, I was like, uh, are you watching? Like, it looked like I ISIS. saw, I saw like videos of ISIS it was on, not, on it was Facebook, not even but it was just a news broadcast. Okay, it was a nude broad news what? news not nude. News. Oh my god. Nude ISIS broadcast. It's already going it's getting so really fast. hot right now. News broadcast. <laughs> and it was about um the Middle East. How do you think we can solve the Islamic State problem? They're not much of a problem anymore, are they? You don't think so? 
I think they've been they've been uh, they've been pushed. They're not as powerful. Did you as they see used the news about the girl that wanted to come back to the UK? Yeah, I heard about that. She's a UK citizen. She yeah. wanted to come back from ISIS, from uh, Syria, where she mm-hmm. lived, mm-hmm. just so she can take care of her baby because she had three kids. Oh, I didn't hear about while that. While she's in Syria, two of them died. While in Syria, at like nine months and twenty-one months, because the living conditions are just atrocious there. Really. And now she's pregnant again, and she wants to come back to the UK, so that her baby can survive. Yeah, it's tough. Like, did they, did she like disavow the terrorist organization that she was a part of? She's like, I was never like nothing happened, but they can't. You can't just let some a terrorist back in the country. You know? Well, I'm not saying that they should. I'm, I'm saying that they should ask questions about it and stuff. She willingly escaped to the Islamic State. In 2014, with two of her I friends. thought they made them like burn their passports, like as part of like there's no going back. Did they? I, I've seen videos on like Vice where they do that. Mm-hmm. People like leave to join the uh, the caliphate, and then uh, what they do is they first thing they get them to do is like burn their, burn passports. their passports. So it's like burning your bridges. It's like you're not allowed to go back. It's like you're dedicated to the mission for the rest of your life. It's but terrible. I guess she she didn't. But that's crazy. That's a crazy story. I don't know enough about it to be honest. Yeah. So I'm just gonna be not not opining. Okay, Andrew. Okay. So first question, <laughs> Marcelo. This is for you. <laughs> okay. Um, if you were to uh, be given an envelope with a time and date of your death inside, mm-hmm. would you open it? It's a very interesting question. Did you come up with this? No, I saw it online. No, of course I wouldn't. That's tough, man. Like, would... I mean, would you like... No, I probably wouldn't open it. No, of course not. Because then I'd kill myself right after just to prove it wrong. (laughs) 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 You don't control me. You can't tell me what to do. And then I keep trying to kill myself and it wouldn't work. Because the the envelope, yeah. So I'd be invincible. (laughs) (laughs) I'd do whatever I like and I'd never die. Yeah. I hate being told by envelopes what to do. Yeah. It's like one of my biggest pet peeves. Like paying your bills? Paying your bills. True, true. Uh, you're getting evicted. Please leave the house. Like, really annoying You've stuff like that. You've been subpoenaed to it. <laughs> <laughs> You've been subpoenaed. No, but if you, do, um, you're if you did duty. know how much longer you have to live, wouldn't you know, like, you might I'd spend it differently? No, of like course. I'd rather not know. Yeah, it the would raise one, my anxiety to unhealthy levels. Th- the one terrifying thing is about death is like knowing what's going to happen. Yeah, like when, when no you're way. like when cancer patients are like they're given, oh, you have six months to live. Get your affairs in order. Like I'd prefer they don't tell me that and I just die. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, it's just I like. I prefer to just die. Like once I have cancer, I'll start getting my affairs in order. But isn't it, be, wouldn't it be better for the family though? Knowing. It, it no. would be better for no, the family because you could it, die at any point. You could die beforehand. But for such a long time. if you didn't have that envelope, you could die at any point in your life. No yeah. one knows. You're supposed to live your life in such a way where, like, you assume that, like, you, I mean, that's that's. Tomorrow's I wouldn't not, do that. I don't do that. No, no one I does. Think it's very, it's very no, but no one does. But for your, the sake of your own mental, for, for something like that, for happen. the sake of your own mental sanity, it's right. better for you not to know when you're going to die and live your life. Oh, I thought it was the opposite. If you knew when, it's like. No, absolutely not. Not for I me. I mean, I think for not for yourself, but maybe yeah. for your family and the people who are around you. Wouldn't it be better? Do you do you want to know? I mean, I wouldn't mind. No, I wouldn't. Unless it says like you're gonna die at eighty five of like. That's fine. That's fine. I'm just like Actually, okay. No, I don't even want to know that because when I'm eighty four, I'll get anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's no, but like maybe I just but... want. I prefer to just die in my sleep. Like. And just die. Who wouldn't want that? What do you want to die in pain? <laughs> yeah, no, but like not, no, and not nothing, nothing happens. 
even if my family doesn't not not like my immediate family but my future family like if i have a wife and kids or whatever i just want to die on them and just good luck that's so okay. sad. That's that's morbid. Um, of course. Uh, what did you expect when you brought up a morbid topic that Anthony was just like, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, rubbing my hands, cracking nut, cracks knuckles, dude. Like, this is what like, I. Because when you're dead, you know you think like, oh yeah, what's my family gonna do? Like, how are they gonna take care of themselves? But you'll be dead. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's say. How you... will you even worry about that? Because you're dead. You're not even there. Okay, anymore. well, let's say you actually open the envelope. And you know how many days it is, or weeks, or months, years, whatever. Okay. How would you spend it? Would you spend it differently, or would you? No. You just be the same. I would. I would do the opposite. Like most people would want to live their life to the fullest and get everything done. Mm-hmm. I would just be like, I'm just going to vegetate. Why? You know, I'm just gonna sit there in one spot and just stare at a wall <laughs> and just be like, prove it. Like I don't care. You can't tell me what to do. Yeah. Would you try and like think, oh, I could overcome what the envelope says? Is that what you're trying to say, or no? Nah. Because what if it was like an envelope? From I God? just try to relax because the most important thing is to relax. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just no. I don't want to. No, I don't want to know. I try a few different types of drugs. I don't know when I. I don't want to know when I'm going to die. I think that would be a horrible proposition. I think it's better that I think God created it in such a way that you don't know. Because if everyone knew the exact expiry date of their life, then, you know, I just think that would lead to a lot of anxiety. So I think it's bad. Why are you drinking on the mic? I don't get it. <laughs> you literally pull up the mic to your mouth and go, ah. <laughs> just so that everyone knows you had a good drink. Um, it's interesting how you no, brought but like, that, though. But, but the, I think the goal is just to, like, to be like, I want to get to a point where, like, mm-hmm. I'm going to get biblical here. But, but you know. You no, know, po- no, no. The next question is actually a little. Biblical or well, I can't. T- I, I can't talk about death. He's not going to talk about the whole uh, well, Bible. He'll save some yeah. of the Bible for the next question. <laughs> Don't talk about the Bible. The next question is all about the Bible. Okay, wait. <laughs> it's, just a, it's just a warning, you know. No, so I'm go, just go, saying, go. like, you have, like, as a religious person, I have, to, I tend to think about it, like, bi- like religious, like, biblically about death, mm-hmm. which is natural. And um, so, like, one passage uh, talks. Paul talks about how he's like he talks about his life as a race. Yeah. Uh, and then he's like, I finished my race. I've completed my journey. And he was just ready, you know, like he was at a moment where he's like, all right, I've done everything I wanted to do yep. in my life. I've done like the mission that, you know, I felt like I was called to do and I'm, I'm ready. Yep. So that, that's, uh, that's the kind of energy, quote unquote, that's the new word. The good like, vibes. Kind of energy that I want <laughs> is, is to, just to be like, yeah, oh, you, you know, I, like I've done fulfilled. the things that I've wanted to do in this life. What are those and I'm things? Ready. Do you have those things? I'm figuring that out. You have I'm a young mind? man. Well, not that young. Do I have a reproduction, what? right? <laughs> <laughs> reproduction is that what you said? Yeah. Okay, it's called starting a family. Normal people call that like love and starting a family. No, no. Like no, you call it spreading, propagating your, your genes. Propagating your genes into the next generation. Dude, you need to put down the Robert Sapolsky. I'm telling you, it's, he's infected your mind. I don't think so. <laughs> That's the goal of all these institutions, don't you think? No, the goal of the institutions is to form relationships. To create some sort of family-like dynamic, in which kinship. Dude, what's the single, um, what's the single like biggest factor for a person's like mental well-being? It's the it's like the relationships that they form. Having kids. No, it's not. That's absolutely not the case. Making sure they're your kids, so doing DNA tests, (laughs) and then you're fine. I think it's the parents, like the way they're grown up, 
the way they're brought up. Having kids is like it's good, factor, yeah. but it's also about like it's about raising the kids. Relationships. It's raising about raising the kids to an age where they can be independent, so they can. Create you their cannot own be kids. a mentally healthy person without good friendships and relationships with your family and friends. You can't. It's impossible. Human beings are social creatures. Yeah, okay, that's and what why, why? What do you think those uh, the need for having the, a good relationship stems from? From getting support. From from, from wanting to reproduce. From helping people. <laughs> from, no, that's not it at all. So you're tying. You have this theory in your mind that explains all of life, yeah. but no theory does that. No theory is good enough to explain all of life. Right. So when I point out like, like, uh, what's the word? Imperfections. Imper- flaws. N- not in flaws or like things that Loophole, don't quite plot fit. Holes. Plot holes or like uh, which, which an- anomalies. That's the word I'm looking for. Anomalies. You like tie yourself in pretzels. No, I don't tie yourself in knots to try to make your theory fit. It does make you, sense. Th- like. To be intellect like intellectual maturation requires that you like acknowledge that there are like your theory of everything uh-huh. doesn't there are anomalies that don't fit. Sure. If someone points out a legitimate anomaly. I do. And like then you what? tie yourself in knots. No, because it's not legitimate. You you think all of life is about reproducing. It's okay. not. This I hope nobody listens to this <laughs> Okay, okay. You 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 don't believe that, but I like I feel like that's the driving you, goal for a lot of the things that, that It's the driving do. goal for like our relationships like with the why opposite do people, sex. Uh, why do people It's a driving goal. No, it's the driving goal. It's why not the people, driving goal. Why what 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 compels humans to even want to have relationships, right? I thought we were going to talk about death. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it was really that was the last episode. Right? I missed out. This, this is, is why, why you missed out. Out. This is why you were not on the last episode. Uh-huh. What I'm saying is that okay, you know, all I'll, all I'll say is just like um just be cautious mm-hmm. with these like grand theories that explain everything because why? because they don't work. Okay, I'm not saying it explains everything, but it's a pretty good theory. It's a good theory in explaining, like, a lot of our behaviors with, exactly. like, the opposite sex. Why, no, even... With, but, like, when I try s- to point out anomalies... Like, so give like, me no. an anomaly. Give me an anomaly. Right now, for the podcast, no one's listening. It's just me and you private. So <laughs> give me something. I don't know. Like uh, what? Like, uh, altruism. When people sacrifice their own life for the, the, the life of another person. So easily explained. What? Um, have you heard of kin selection? No, it's not even that. Kin selection. Okay is this theory that and it's proven with animals as well okay that if you have a, a brother or a sister or a kin they share 50 percent of the dna i'm not talking with you okay so for example it's been shown that some animals if they have like no chance of reproducing at all mm-hmm. they'd give up their chance of reproducing just so the kin could reproduce because it's still 50% of their DNA being spread. Okay. And it's been shown with many animals. So then you're saying altruism. Okay. Why Not would... altruism for your people that you love. I'm talking exactly. about altruism from people who do, who you don't even know. I'm getting there. Okay. So let's say, for example, we'll start off with altruism for a family. If it's a family member, like, like a daughter or a child, okay. it makes sense evolutionarily to sacrifice yourself for the daughter or the child that you have because um, people who wouldn't have done that would have their kin die and their genetic genes wouldn't spread. Okay. Right? So altruism in terms of your kin your mm-hmm. would make sense. Right. 
altruism in terms of a sibling would also make sense because okay, they share fifty percent okay, so of the DNA with you. Right. If two of you are gonna die, or like there's a I'm not talking about siblings. Gonna, I'm getting there. Okay, so get get to the point. Now, there's let's t- think of something like an a war zone. Okay. okay. If there's a war and it's you and like your fellow soldiers, right? Okay. Okay, and then you're th- you're saying these fellow soldiers aren't related to me at all. There's no relationship between them and me. Why is it that some some soldier would sacrifice himself just so another soldier would survive? Okay. Like jump in front of a bullet. Yeah. Or like jump so his brothers could all survive. Mm-hmm. Well, that's where psychology comes into play. The U.S. Army is structured in a way to create a sort of f- feeling of family and brotherhood amongst the people in the in the uh, squadron or whatever it's called band platoon, I mean, in the bands in the platoons I'm not done okay go hurry up make your point so Take when you part. create these feelings of squadron and brotherhood and all that stuff okay because most animals can tell kins by smell they mm-hmm. have a cute sense of smell okay. but we have evolved because we didn't need that using cognitive abilities and relationships between families to be able to develop that oh he's my he's my you should read a book He's my son. No, because these daughter. are these are not Using his ideas. Cognitive. This is not my ideas. It's ideas from a lot of different places. I mean, but I'm putting them together. You put it together, yeah. So these, uh, if you look at like a platoon, they create like, oh, this is brotherhood. You guys. Live I've heard together. this argument. You guys are there together. Can I, can I counter now? Wait, I'm not done. So the fact that everyone's like there together, and like like you're, they creates a feeling of brotherhood and sense. Then. In psychologically, it changes your mind in thinking, "Oh, these guys are my brothers. And They're you, my brothers." And you, so you disagree with that. And then you, th- you, then you'd start to believe that, th- that psychologically, your brain would go into how it would treat a brother or like a sibling, and it would treat it as if they have fifty percent of your DNA, which really they don't. But that's just now that we can't distinguish kin by smell. We distinguish it cognitively, and this cognitive restructuring with the U.S. Army, the way they structure their their army and platoon that's how it works and same with tribals if you have a tribe of people like people that are really close together you develop a sense of brotherhood or kinship together and then you start treating them as if they're your kin that's what it is no if you're uh, but it doesn't explain the kinds of altruism that i'm talking about what what are you talking so about? an example is there was a uh, priest named maximilian kolb in, during world war ii uh-huh. and he was in a concentration camp right and uh during the concentration camp um he saw that uh, a mother and a child were about to be thrown in the chamber right. to be executed. Yep. And, and and then he instead he offered his life instead of them. Right. He's like, these are kids. This is a wife. This is a kid. This is a young person. I'm I'm a priest. Mm-hmm. I don't have family. Mm-hmm. Take my life instead. And he, and he so. did. Okay. So how do you explain that? He, there's no relation. Well, there's no off, like... How, yeah, that's so the, easily explained. How? How? That's first off. That's just the way the Christian mindset. Oh my God! <laughs> yes, exactly. The Christian yeah. mindset, which goes against the it altruistic makes him, behavior, it makes him believe that he's a father and that he's in charge of these kids. That's that's the that's the type of uh, persona. Oh my God! That they so told so him he's to deluded play. into thinking. He's not deluded. He's deluded he's into thinking. He's not deluded. Think- it's not a psychological delusion. That's just the way he's evolutionarily like wired up. And then they're taking advantage. No, everyone it. who isn't a Christian acknowledges that that's a noble thing that that person did. Is that put obviously? His, if it's a noble thing, but like, but even though it has nothing to do with him propagating his own genes, which is which is what you say is the purpose of all of life. No, no, no. There's obviously anomalies, right? Oh, exactly. <laughs> and there's enough of these anomalies where 
at some point the theory doesn't fit, right? If there's some anomalies, the theory can still hold up. Mm-hmm. But when you build up more and more of these anomalies, and the less saying, and less the theory I'm explains, these anomalies are able to be explained. But you it's, haven't. You can't. You can't like word it like like perfectly. No, but right? you have to think of it like as it's a theory, right? And a theory has to have uh, like positive, like it has to have like the, like um, evidence that, that proves it. Right. And then it also has to have evidence that disproves it for it to be a plausible theory. Right. It's called the falsification idea, right? Uh-huh. So a theory is only a good idea is if it can be disproven, right? Okay. Or else it's like you're making stuff up and then you can come up with answers that explain everything away and then it's like not a good theory at all because it doesn't okay, explain maybe anything. Okay, it's not a theory. Maybe it's a model. It's a model that explains some things. But all I'm saying to you is that it doesn't explain as much as you think. Maybe people are saying that's noble because, oh wait, there's a police car passing by. That's okay. going to come into the bus. <laughs> They're going to hear that. Okay, the police car has passed by. Okay. Okay. So, and I'm not accusing you of thinking this is what you believe about no, everything. No, I'm not. But I'm okay. I like this tough questions. Mm-hmm. It's good. It makes you really like think about it. Okay. And then if it's wrong, it's obviously you're going to need tough questions to know if yeah. it's wrong or right. So I'm okay with it. I'm perfectly okay. fine with it. But, um, so... It, it makes sense that people would be like, oh, what Mr. Maximilian Colby did, Father Maximilian Colby did, mm-hmm. was noble. Yeah. Because by th- by admiring that sort of behavior, you're, you're encouraging it more in society around you. Most of the people that are saying, oh, that's noble behavior, would never do that themselves. Sure. Because they'd, be too, because they'd be too people. scared. I agree. But when you put it on a high pedestal in society where one person can save the lives of many, that's a very that's very good for society as a whole. But th- that makes it sound like you're saying people have been brainwashed to thinking this is good it's when like it's not archetype. good. No, I think but I think it's just instinctively good. I think like intuitively you see a case like that and that's you're like, like that's, that's like Jesus sacrificing himself yeah. for the that's like a story, like an archetypical story. That's how society it's should an, function. It's if an one, archetype if one that one person but my could point, save the lives of many in a society mm-hmm. rather than let it go to chaos. Mm-hmm. Then it's obviously better. But the, it's an especially because arch- that I'm man saying, doesn't have kids. He doesn't have family. He doesn't have any prospects or whatsoever. When that person dies, for the good of society, society should admire that. Mm-hmm. But I what would I'm admire saying, that because I would rather have someone die for me if I had a lot of kids or yeah. people to take care of. And they don't have anybody. So, yes, I do admire that. It makes yes, sense. Yes, but what I'm saying is the reason why that archetype resonates so well uh-huh. is that, is like, what I'm saying is that the fact that that archetype resonates so well right. goes against the theory that, like, all of life can be reduced down to just propaganda. No, no, no there's obviously way more because, complexities because, socially. Exactly. To make our society function the way it is. Because human but beings. But this are, is at the basis. No, it's not at the basis. This is at the basis. It's. It's a. It's if a, we didn't have a complex society like we do, and every man was for themselves, this would be what it is. You could say it's at the basis, but then you could also say that, like, oh, it's at the basis, but then we've evolved past it, where that's not a, that. That's not the way that we like think in anymore, and that's not the it's like. Not the t- that's not the formula for like a, a human good human flourishing. It's mm-hmm. just propagating your genes because mm-hmm. it's not like psychologically, the way human beings flourish is if they have a good like you know faith or if they have like. Um, you know, a, a community of people that love them and care about them and they have friendships. But those th- can all be explained as well. 
You just have to know that that's the base. But it has nothing to. And it can be explained. It can be explained, upon, but it can't be boiled down to propagating our oh, genes. No, no, no. It can't be boiled down to that. Okay. I'm not saying that's the final thing. And that's what it sounds like you're saying. No, no. But in order for society to punk, I feel, I feel like we're agreeing. Society. Yeah, we do agree. Okay. On some things we do agree. Yeah. I get so disappointed. Oh, we're agreeing. Uh, yeah. Like this is supposed to be an interesting debate. No, no. But I feel like that's the basis, and that everything else is built up on it. So, for example, I have no idea what you why mean do by we that. Have, why do we have uh, uh, loving relationships that are important, or to have a being a functioning member of society like that's important as well. Mm-hmm. That stuff can't really be explained with pure evolution. Yeah. Right. But then you think about it, and you're like, you have to start off going back. Like to the basic, like to the the base, right? Um, Robert Sapolsky, let me quote <laughs> him right here. <laughs> a lot of these ideas are his, but he gave an example. He's like, let's say for example, there was like a wolf, like like back then, okay, like like long time ago, or like a lone, okay. And this wolf hunts a an elephant, okay, or a mammoth, and then he's like, okay, I can eat I can eat this mammoth. I probably won't be able to finish the whole thing right now. And he's not going to be able to hunt this mammoth a lot. Like, that, this is not a, a regular thing for him. He'll only be able to hunt it every once in a while. It's not an easy thing for him to do by himself. He's like, okay, I'll share some of this with the people, with the wolves around me right now. And then hopefully later, um, if one of them catches a mammoth that I don't have food, they'll share with me. So we'll all have food for a long term because it's easier for me to function with other people for myself but again but again but again that 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 example doesn't explain the maximilian kolb example because he's gaining nothing from it much more complex case you know you have to know that this stuff builds on each other so then you think okay if if, but but then some uh of those cases like go against if you're saying everything can be reduced down to like it's not selfish, down. okay, it's like okay, I, I I see what you're saying. You're saying it's it's not boiled down. It's like you can't boil something down. It's a it's a very complex case. Okay, but okay, so as lo- so so then that's as long as you're acknowledging evolution's not the only factor that plays on it. That's what I was saying at the beginning. Well, I agree with that. Okay, okay, but fine. But it is the base factor. I don't know what that means. If it's not boiled, if you don't mean boiled down, what does base factor mean? Like it's the evolution, and then it's it's the altruism with like the wolves. Okay. Where you'd help people out now, and then hopefully sometime when you need help, they'll help you out later. Mm-hmm. It's good, like, and that's how society's built, right? And then that's that's why, like, like I don't know. I had a very interesting debate with someone else about this. <laughs> but I, 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 the points. But I think, for example, I think the the explanation, explanatory thing stops when it gets to those cases of extreme noble altruism. Because you're like, okay, well, I, I, I don't... Because like altruism to get something from another person, mm-hmm. like if I'm in trouble, I'll help you out now. But if I'm, I'm in trouble, I'll expect you to help. Can't be explained mm-hmm. to by the these like... Crazy well, well, moments of self-sacrifice. This altruism wouldn't develop a society. It would develop like a tribe. Like a small like gathering of people that are there to help each other at different times. And then... It just grows. Yeah. And then when you're like, okay, so then what if I'm in charge of like cleaning the food so you guys don't get sick or I try to keep you healthy. But then you give me food so that I can keep you alive mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And then everyone develops roles. Mm-hmm. Right? That's kind of like what society is like right now. To get a functioning, yeah, to get a functioning, and then I'll be in charge of in deciding who gets how much food, depending on how much work you do. So I'm like in charge of the money that gets distributed or the resources. 
that's like my role now because to make sure everything's fair and one person isn't getting more than everyone else and then that's just how society develops more complex and complex and then there's it's obviously smarter for a society to did you unplug it no no but when you keep playing with that you can hear the, the oh sorry the sorry thing. sorry let's get it back in push it back in it's, it's is it in can you can you hear yeah, me yeah you're yeah you're clear you're fine okay sorry yeah it's not like the other mic <laughs> i don't know that's what i that's just what i think i don't know i think i, I still think you haven't explained no I, I i you obviously it takes i'm not smart enough i don't, don't think anyone's able to like with such an examining eye to really mm-hmm. reduce it down to words to be able to explain why he does what he does mm-hmm. but i feel like it, there is an explanation there there, there like why there's he a did partial that, explanation but we just can't articulate it words aren't the perfect tool you know, like you can't explain everything to the exact thing. Well, now it sounds like you're words. just punting. You're just like, ah, oh, no, who knows? And then, I don't know. You like, can get close, okay. but you can't I think fully explain it. With, with academics, you have to be cautious because like, while they have like serious research and real insight, right. they tend to be very myopic. And in, in the sense that they, they tend to be very like, w- the narrow field that I'm studying explains like all of society, basically. Mm-hmm. And you talk to every academic. That's true. That's true. E- you talk to every academic. Yeah. They think that their particular field of study Supposed is like the most important. A whole lecture on that. Yeah. And how every academic thinks that their theory, like he called them buckets. He's like, this is the evolutionary yeah. bucket. This is the psychological bucket. And they think that each of their theories can explain everything. Everything. And he's like, my whole goal for this lecture is to try not to fall into any of these buckets. But then I think he does end up falling into... He doesn't. Because he gives a whole view of everything. Okay, I see. But I agreed most with his evolutionary views. I didn't agree with the psychological... So you fell into one of those buckets. Well, at least he's self-aware enough to know that. That's that's a good... yeah. But yeah, like academics tend to do that where they're like, oh, I've discovered like uh, proteins explain everything. You're a protein biochemist and you think proteins explain everything. Yeah. You're a psychologist and you think psychology like, explains everything. Explain everything explains a picture, like part, exactly. of, part yeah. of everything. Yeah. And then when you take all those together, that's when it explains the full picture. I agree with that. Yeah. Okay. That was a good conversation yeah, that about good. that. I liked it. Yeah. And, uh. We still have Andrew here. He's yeah, still, he's yeah. still <laughs> here in this room. It's a great listen. It's a great. I could. I'm basically listening as much as they are listening. Yeah. <laughs> Did you like? Do you have any opinions? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's great, dude. Yeah, I love that part about that other part. Yeah. With the wolves. <laughs> oh, yeah, the, wolves. Like the wolves. The mammoth. <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like the wolves. <laughs> like when you guys started talking about wolves. I st- <laughs> that was my favorite. Um, yeah. So we're, we're going with no with the envelope thing, right? This is you like would open it. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't open it either. No, I don't I know just, how we started talking about that. <laughs> it just spiraled into evolutionary. <laughs> oh, it's really interesting, but I'm I'm just so ashamed that there's no useful careers for it in society. Which what? Like if you study evolutionary like biology. Yeah. You're not going to get like a, a functioning high paying job because unless you're a professor, like a professor, or research but scientist, like how many of the people that are studying it actually become professors? Oh, yeah. Like it's very competitive. Yeah, it's, it's not, extremely competitive. Yeah. yeah, I think uh, there's not much prospect. No, there isn't. Yeah. It's like, well, I, yeah, it's a I, niche field. like it's I, I was like thinking about doing like research myself in the scientific mm-hmm. area and it's just like. So it's like it's insane. The the prospects are very grim, and it's like yeah. it's pretty scary. It sucks how all of the best 
jobs, the most interesting things you can study, don't give you the best jobs. Like philosophy, for example. Oh, yeah. Philosophy, theology, all that stuff is oh, yeah. so interesting to study. So And logic. Yeah. Studying logic. Like, there's full courses on just logic and syllogisms and so interesting. No job prospects. Yeah. I feel like you can get really into your own head, though, if that's all you study. Mm-hmm. I feel like you need to be a more well-rounded person. I feel like... Because you're not contributing to society. <laughs> you're basically fulfilling just like your mind's pleasures. Well, I mean, if you make some genuine insight that like changes the way that That's people true. think. But how how often does that happen? Such a minority would do yeah. that. Most people are just like building off previous research and it's like, yeah. oh, this person didn't talk about this. So I'm just going to talk about it a little bit more. And that's mm-hmm. the research project. Just sort of reminds us what, like what we're doing. <laughs> we're just like, we're like we have a research project and we just like, oh, all we're doing is like. I'm just checking if yeah. it's recording. It's recording. It's <laughs> good. Right. But yeah. Anyways, what's next up, Andrew? Is the volume good? Is everyone's voice yeah, cool? Yeah, it sounds like really it's meatloaf. Uh, <laughs> I'm not cutting that. <laughs> Dude, stop. <laughs> I can't cutting s- what? Do I have to cut out every you time I your say name. your name? Confidential. You just said it once. What is it? You just said it once. He's such a baby. What's the thing that you you put in the thing? Confidential. What? Megalomaniac. Why? <laughs> Mercaptor. Mercator projection. I don't know what that is. Mercator projection. I have no idea. The 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 map of the world. Oh. That looks like uh. I've never seen it. Where? Oh yeah. The yeah, countries yeah, yeah. are actual size and stuff. Yeah yeah oh, I've seen it I've seen it. Nice. All right next question. Sure, let's move on. Wow. I think we exhausted the question of death. I think we can. We didn't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was the question? No, like, I wouldn't open the envelope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same. I wouldn't. I just, I just think it's if all our fans to. out there leave a comment <laughs> down below, would you open the envelope? Would you open the envelope? Also, please give us five stars. Please. No one's rated us except me. <laughs> <laughs> On iTunes, <laughs> my mom. So please give us five stars. Thank you. Like and subscribe, please. All right. So, um, this is more uh, like a religious question. Okay. So, if you were praying to God for a goal, something that you've always wanted, uh, maybe a miracle to happen, and you constantly pray, how? Wh- at what point would you draw the line for God to go like, I don't know, I'm gonna close this door. I have a, maybe a better door. Uh, there for you or um, if God's trying to test your faith where he's like oh just keep praying keep praying so how would you know dude Dude, that you took 360 what do you mean we were talking about evolutionary biology and now we're gonna have to go into religious theology (laughs) I mean I told you this was a religious question we need to have a well-rounded conversation observations and now faith hey man it's not (laughs) not the opposite alright we'll let um, Andrew what do you think Oh no! I, I had the question. Well, no, but we've we've just been talking for like that's 10, true. Minutes. Can you give an opinion? You, you need to con- you yeah. need to say something. You need to say something for the fans. You have fans. I have yeah. fans. All your lady fans. <laughs> <laughs> All half of them. Um, my opinion. No, I think. I mean, it's hard to to know. Like, how would you ever know, right? Like, I, sorry, I didn't That's really understand the, the phrase, phrasing of the question. Yeah, could you like... Like, are you re- saying, re- how do you know it, when to stop praying it. for something? Or like, how do you know when you God... Asked, you asked two questions. Uh, no, you because... two questions. Can you split them? Sure, sure. <laughs> 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 Why are you getting so aggressive? <laughs> Please split your question. <laughs> okay, 
So let's say you're praying for something and you really want it so bad. How do you know it's that, like, God's, God, you know, you, God could say and, no, And, and right? you don't get the answer prayer, like, answer. Yeah, maybe it's a different answer. thing, a different outcome that happens. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, when should you stop praying at, or maybe pray for something else? And Please. then the other portion of the question. No, no, ask one at a time. I can't think of two questions. So when do you time. stop praying for something that you haven't been getting? Is yeah. that the question? What do you mean? Praying? How do you know when? What? Yeah. Give me an example. Can you give me an example? Do you not know what prayer is? No, like let's say like I wanted like like a good uh, like a job. Are you saying I should just give up at some point from getting that job? Well, no, no. I'm saying let's say you never get that job. Like and God's like, no, I don't want you to have prayer a job. Prayer is not the at only all. thing you should be doing. You know that you got to go and work hard for whatever you want. Yeah, I, and I, prayer is something I think you that's do definitely also, aspect. but you do have to work hard for it. Yeah, it's a combination. You're not gonna get everything. It's it's a combination of like both things, right? Like providence, like people like say, people say it's luck, like when an opportunity opens. It but is. like, well, but if you can't I work say, hard, I, I once say it's the providential, opens. right? It's providential. It's like, but we don't always understand the, like how God's providence works. Right. So it looks like luck to us, but it could be like we just we just don't know how God is organizing. I everything. think there's many many opportunities that open. In people's lives all the time, mm-hmm. but it ta- it depends how much work ethic you have, yeah, for sure. and how hard you want to work at it to grasp at those opportunities. So people probably have a thousand opportunities open in front of them, like throughout like a four or five year period, mm-hmm. and no one grasps at it because you have to get that opportunity. And you have to work so so hard at it because you're competing with everyone else for that opportunity. So you have to be able to beat everyone else <laughs> for it. <laughs> Life That's, is a competition, and it's, it's about squashing the smaller people underneath. <laughs> <laughs> so it's evolution, like, basically. Why would someone choose you to do something when there's someone better that will do it for the same? That's I don't know, man. It like, is. it's sometimes it's about who you know. So, yes, sometimes it's about your connections. Well, yeah, but, but it's also about it's about the only thing we can do. Well, then you got to work hard to make connections. The only thing that you we can do in our part, yeah, exactly, is working hard to create those opportunities. You have to work, but then hard. we. Eventually, yes, and I agree. With you. <laughs> okay, yeah, sorry. we got that point. But, <laughs> you have, but, but but it's a lot of it is like the opportunity that that is brought your way through mm-hmm. providence. If you're a religious person, or luck, some stuff does, or the roll of the die. Like, yeah. Um. So uh, I think I think our lives are more to do with like, uh, quote unquote, luck or like providence than hard work. Like, in, or more than we think. I don't think. so. I think. No, this I think idea hard of work is. Yeah, I think huge, hard work will get you anywhere in life. Yeah. I don't believe that. If you if something lucky happens to you. No, but I've seen people work so hard, and let's then say for example, no you 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 get on Doctor Phil. Mm-hmm. That's that's easily a place, uh, an opportunity for you to get famous, mm-hmm. right? So, hundreds, hundreds of people each year get on Doctor Phil, right? Hundreds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He probably gets probably a guest a day. Or guest every two or three days, two or three guests a week. He does get a lot of guests. There are people. This is just an example, obviously, right? <laughs> we're, we're not doing a very good job answering his <laughs> question. This is about prayer. No, <laughs> no, no uh, but, but, but like a lot of people pray so hard or they work so hard, right? And then nothing happens. No, because they're not working right. So you're saying they're not working hard enough, or no, they're working at the wrong things. You also have to know like what to work at. Like, like, if I want a job, I'm not going to work hard kicking my wall. 
you know you have to work hard at applying for this job you have to work hard at looking up online how to get like a really good resume talking to people going out be like oh can you fix this resume for you can you talk to me mm -hmm. can you help me get this job do you know anyone in this industry that could help me out and you have to really get let go of your ego kind of thing and you think it's their fault for maybe they're asking the wrong people or oh, people yeah yeah they're just not doing the right thing I think I think I think I, that's when luck happens because maybe you're not asking the right people and you're just working hard by asking. What do you mean? I, oh, wow. I think maybe not intelligence but wisdom. wisdom I think yeah. wisdom. I think it takes wisdom to 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 realize uh, when like a door uh, is being closed or when it's being opened or that's like true. when there's still an opportunity. So you just have to have wisdom. But the comforting and that goes thing back to the prayer question. The 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 comforting yeah. thing is that you can actually like if you're if you believe what the Bible says, you can actually ask for wisdom, for God's help, like God giving you wisdom, mm -hmm. and He can give it to you, mm -hmm. right? So I think the the way to answer your question is to be like, to change the way that you pray, maybe to be like, okay, I'm praying for this thing. Like you have to know, and what I don't you know. Want. Yeah, I'm praying for this thing, and I don't know how, whether mm -hmm. God wants it for me or not. But I, what I could also pray for is to ask God for the wisdom to discern whether this is like. A door that God is just closing for me, right. or a door that He's keeping open for me, but like he, there's like bumps along the way. Like that's mm -hmm. the best way I can approach it, right? Yeah. It's just to be like, it's just to ask God for help to to discern that, because everyone has to have their own discernment, because every circumstance is different, right? So I, there's no way you can like go to a, I don't care who you are, you could mm -hmm. be like a theologian, a priest, whatever. Mm -hmm. You, they go up to you and say, like, is God closing this door for me or isn't he? Yeah, like, how there's no way, There was no way for him to know. He doesn't know your whole life. No, I there was no way for them to know. What you've tried, what you haven't tried, what you've been doing. There's no way for them to know. Yeah. But a wise theologian and a wise priest would uh, would tell you to ask God, to, to pray to God for wisdom, mm -hmm. to discern for yourself. Because to know if you're doing the right thing yeah. or not. So you think wisdom has a huge role. Well, wisdom is yeah. looking at the bigger picture. Yeah. Right. Because if you're just going to look at the small picture, like I need this job, mm -hmm. that's stupid. I need this job at this place, mm -hmm. at this pay. You're very, you're closing your doors. You're not thinking what's the, what's what's the difference between this and that. If I could work another job and make a good amount of money, mm -hmm. a little bit different, that's fine. That's what wisdom is. Your your ability to like distinguish whether you're being very tunnel vision or like looking out. Yeah. So. Oh, going back to prayer, right, mm -hmm. to your question, he's like, when do you stop praying for something? Mm -hmm. Well, technically, if we, like, abstract it a bit, you'd stop praying for something once you've given up on it. So you're saying, when do you give up on something? When's a good time to give up? Because if, you if you're still praying, it means you haven't given up, right? Yeah. So if you're saying, okay, so when's a good time to give up on something? Well, once you have know that you've exhausted, like, a ton of time, opportunity, and stuff into it, and you're losing out on other opportunities that could mm. be better for you. Yeah. Like when you're thinking like, oh, like w w the time I spent looking for this job years, I could have just easily just taken this job. It would have been fine. Well, you have to be able to balance this stuff out, like see what your missed opportunities are and what your current, like what, what the final goal is for this opportunity and whether it, the, uh, the risk you're taking by continuing to pursue this path is, is balanced out with what you're giving up from before, I think. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Um, I think also... Just having a proper view of God's like will for your life. It's not like a bullseye where like if you miss the target a little bit, 
then you're outside of God's plan for you. You know, I think that's a very common misconception. Yeah. And people th- get so tunnel visioned by that. And exactly. I hate it. It's and almost it, disgusting. It's like it's either it's I either they it's become like so paralyzed. Goosebumps. Yeah, I'm like I'm like you don't. That's not you. You're it's like, closing oh no, doors for yourself. You're mm-hmm. you're 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 missing out. It's like know? what that's if what, what if is. what if I uh, I choose to be a doctor, but God's will for me is to be a dentist. And it's like well, well, do you think God would let you do that? Like the thing is. God's will for you is to be like a a holy person, is to be more like Jesus. Right? Just be like, a bit more moral. Yeah, be a bit more moral. Um, so that's his will. And as, as long as you're doing that, like you can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. You know, like as long as you're doing what he wants for you, which is to be more like him, then you could do whatever you want. You could be a dentist. You could marry someone. You just have to like think about it for a second and think of, not for a second, but think it's about it. It's just going to be healthy for you in the long term. Yeah. But just don't view like God's will as like this game where it's, it's like I'm yeah. I'm like throwing a bullseye and like I'm throwing like a dart and if it doesn't hit the bullseye I'm outside of God's will and like my plan my life is going to be ruined. That's not how it works. And I think thinking that way causes people to get really paralyzed by like like paralyzed in indecision because they're just like uh uh, what if God's plan for me is not to be a lawyer, but to be like uh, an accountant, and I pick a lawyer, and then well, you just see what you're just, most comfortable with, like yeah. what's going to help you most in the long term. Mm-hmm. If you think that a lawyer is not something you could do for a long time, if it's too much mental strain for you mm-hmm. to go up to those criminals, people that have done some pretty <laughs> shitty things, and just talk to them over and over and over again, I think that's going to be mentally draining on Anthony you and your relationships like <laughs> in the long term. I think Anthony doesn't like lawyers. <laughs> But then again, if you think of accounting, if you're like, can I sit there for the next 40 years of my life alone in a room, barely talking to people, talking to people like once or twice a day, just spreadsheet after spreadsheet for 40 years. If you can't handle that, then that's not for you. You think what you're going to be most comfortable with, what's going to be most healthy for you, like long term, plus at the same time, giving you enough money to sustain yourself Mm. and like sustain whatever type of family, and whatever class of living you'd like to get. And balance all that stuff out. What you value more here, what you value more there, and then overall make a decision on what the best career is for you. That is God's plan. That's that is what people say is God's plan. Quotation mark. God's plan is Air whatever quotation. you choose to do. That's God's plan. Yeah, it's whatever you decide is come, best for you. That's it's not what gonna it is. come like God a tablet like, from the sky, yeah. where it's like your plan is to be, right. you know, a far, or whatever, like a doctor or whatever. But it's going to be like, oh, it just I, means the optimal. Plan. What do I like What's to the do? The optimal plan for you in all aspects considered. Yeah. But but on the luck question, I think like I think we need to be like way more humble. Other people. Way more humble about how much of our lives depend on us, like being being like not things not going wrong that are unexpected. You know, like right. our lives could take a huge upside down. You, know, you visit so you're just saying make sure to be thankful for be what thankful. you have right now. Yeah, exactly. Well, I wouldn't and just I just acknowledge that like, just acknowledge that like, okay, I could work hard and like do all the preparations, but like something could happen to me that is unexpected. Out and that's outside control. of, uh, that's not, not, and that would be called luck. Or in my case, I would call it providence, right? So you, you go to a doctor, you have a doctor's appointment and then you have an unexpected diagnosis of something. Uh-huh. You can't control that. You don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. That's you true. walk outside of your car, you get, you know, this well, is very you morbid. Do, you got to do the best with the given situation. Yeah. But also acknowledge in perfect like, health and you're in a great family and you're not working hard to do like a really good career. You're not doing your best at all. You know, and if you're in a bad family in the middle of nowhere, but you have a school that you're going to, you work hard at that school yeah. to try to get some sort of education. 
even if you're in like a slum, you know yeah. that you can get into a good university later. That's the good thing about like a free capitalist society, right? <laughs> yeah. Where it's not like the family that you're born in is what you get in the future. It's anyone can arise depending on like their abilities. Yeah. You know, so it just depends on it, it depends on doing the best with your given situation. So if you do get an on di- diagnosis of whatever, well, if you can still work with this diagnosis, like support a family that you have mm-hmm. work, if you can't, well, you've got to like figure something out. You know, yeah. you just got to do your best with what you're given. That's all it is in all situations. Yeah. Do your best with what you're given and then also acknowledge how frail human beings are. And like anything could happen and just be thankful for every opportunity that you're given. Mm -hmm. So I think a combination of just recognizing how much of our lives is dependent on providence that we can't control or luck and how much of it depends on work. Just having that right balance because it's not either or our lives are not dependent on like luck where we don't have to do anything. But it's not completely dependent on like just our grit and our effort and our determination because we can work hard because we can work hard and be determined all we want. But again, like. There are things that can completely upend our lives that are outside of our control. A natural disaster. Well, that's a true. bad diagnosis. Well, then it, it is what uh, it is. You know? Yeah, it is what it is. That's what I'm saying. If it happens, it happens. Yeah. Yeah. So. Great thoughts. Yeah. And it's crazy how, like, you know, you don't realize this line of thinking until something that you had before is gone. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like, if you had, if you had, like, a great group of friends mm-hmm. and then you move somewhere, like, university for example and then it's gone and you're alone you're like wow no i I was not making the best of this i was not making the best of this Mm -hmm. sure something better might have happened in another aspect right but in this aspect like when you never realize yeah until it's crazy i think it takes time after a few months years whatever you're gonna be like oh if this never happened then i would have never been here do you know what i mean no so like if <laughs> you, need to, you need to talk more because then you come out of nowhere and <laughs> railroads the train of thought. You need to talk more so that it's not out of nowhere. <laughs> what do you mean? What are you talking about? So let's say like your example where you, you you move away, away from your friends, and you feel like, Oh, this is terrible. Right. Right? I've lost my friends, I lost my, my old school, I have to get adjusted to a whole new location, new area. And then you're just, you're mad at the situation where you're at. But then later on, it turns out maybe something great happens because of this new location, these new friends you meet, these new people. Sure, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying you never realize what you've had till it's like not there anymore. Ooh. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. It takes so many. Dude, you should so write a book about that. <laughs> shut, shut up, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not making it. Shut up, man. Sure, I'm you. I'm just like sure, trying to lighten up the conversation. Has, yeah, someone, some, has someone written a book about this? Drake. About uh, you, you never know right. what you've had before it's gone. I, I think that's uh, no, no. It's an archetype. It's <laughs> it's Jordan Peterson archetype. Oh man. Okay. What's the what's the next question, Mister Moderator? Another question. Um. Okay. These are so off topic. From like every question is so random. No, but it's generated good conversation. I think. It does. That's but it, somewhere else. But <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, this is like our earnest podcast. <laughs> we're not talking Should we much make a joke? joke? Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right. A priest, a Jew, and <laughs> walk into a bar. Okay. And the bartender. And the bartender know. says, uh, "We're closed. Why are you here?" Okay. Next question. David, <laughs> David, joke? No. Okay. No. No jokes. No, no jokes. jokes. There's no jokes on this spot. My life. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you about my. Uh, 
No. Okay. No jokes. I was on Reddit. <laughs> yeah, no, talk about Reddit. Keep it, keep it light. Reddit's talk nice. about the memes. Is there anything new Surprise with the memes? <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Will Smith is in Aladdin. Oh, oh it was it terrible. It looks so bad. Oh, what are your thoughts on that, guys? You have terrible. thoughts too, probably. <laughs> For, For once. <laughs> For once. Um, no, it looks terrible. Oh uh, yeah, that sounds good. Good. Um, I didn't like it. Uh, I think they casted the Did wrong actor. Did you see the CGI actor? in the trailer? No, I haven't. His face is like, like weird on the blue Aladdin head. Like they they didn't even do the CGI properly. Really? I didn't see the CGI. I just saw him as blue. Is that? Yeah, was that but like the... his face wasn't exactly on the the head. I don't know. It was weird. Well, the thing that made the original Aladdin so good was that Robin Williams was so good at Robin riffing. Williams yeah, he set the bar so high. All a lot of his lines were just like riffing, just like mm-hmm. they should have the kept his, his voice head. in, and then they should have made like Will Smith ad lib or I don't know. But Will Smith <laughs> it doesn't ad lib like he doesn't no, see, improvise like that it, well or, or like lip sync it. But or the something. first Aladdin, it was an original idea. Mm-hmm. So Robin Williams had full creative freedom on how he could take the Aladdin character. The the character of the genie. Yeah. Right? He could do whatever he wanted and be as creative as he wanted in his own character. Yeah. But w- now Will Smith doesn't have creative freedom. It's not a new character. He must act in a similar way or like in a structure way similar to how so bad. It's Mr. so hard. Robin Williams was acting in the yeah. Aladdin. So he doesn't have creative freedom in his own character. That's why he was so good in Fresh Prince. Because Fresh Prince was his own original character that yeah. he could do whatever he wanted mm. with full right. creative freedom. Yeah. That's why it's such a bad ripoff when He's just trying to fill the shoes of someone else. He doesn't have creative freedom on it. A lot of people think he can't. That's why I don't like remakes. Remakes are, it's not original at all. It doesn't send anything new. It yeah. doesn't give anything new to anybody. You're trying to fit yourself into another person's character that you it's, made. Yeah, it's not Never works it. out well. Never works out well. I saw this funny comment where the guy was just like, it's still not too late to not do this. Yeah, and I I'm know. just like, guys, <laughs> yeah. just come on. This was, this was a good effort, but you, know, you don't have I, to do this. You know Aladdin? He went to my church in that in Canada. Yeah, I heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he went to the Richmond Hill. No, Saint George. <laughs> Did he? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, there's a lot of Saint George. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Confident. I'm not cutting out. <laughs> the only thing I'm cutting out is your name because you don't want it in. Everything else is staying. <laughs> I couldn't care less. No one listens to this. <laughs> All two of you listening and have made it this far. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. It just, it doesn't look. What do you think about Aladdin? Very promising. Andrew. I don't think I've ever watched the whole thing. Like the cartoon you, thing. You know, it's my number one favorite Disney movie. Aladdin. I watched it at least, I watched it three times in, in first year university. Like in the first span of universe? a month. Wow. I just Here? watched it over. Yeah. In Sunder. In what? We're not saying it. We're just cutting out your name. <laughs> uh, really here? Yeah. Because wow. I had a TV in my room, so every night I'd watch a movie, and like three of those nights in the same month were all Aladdin. Because I love it. The, the soundtrack was amazing. And Robin Williams did such a good job with like the character, and it was. I liked it. I just liked the soundtrack. That was my favorite part. Yeah. The story itself isn't anything special. I remember you told me The Lion King was stolen from like a William Shakespeare. Uh, it was stolen oh, from yeah, Hamlet. Hamlet. It's from oh. Hamlet. Yeah. Hamlet and The Lion King are the, the storyline is the same. Killed the father. Yeah. Just like in Hamlet. <laughs> no, like I had to do a full essay on it. And the son in high school. grows oh, up. Oh, were you the yeah, one that told yeah, me? Yeah. Yeah, it was you, not, not him. You. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just realized it when he said it. Yeah. Yeah, like our teacher, we actually watched The Lion King in class. 
mm-hmm. and it took us like a, two days maybe and then after finishing it she's like now you have to write an essay and compare it to hamlet and you realize the whole thing is so similar yeah. even uh the ghost of the father comes back yeah that's true oh yeah. my god you're right so Jeez. it's do you read hamlet uh can we copy strike Hamlet <laughs> Lion King? Why didn't Shakespeare copy strike Lion King? He should have. No, no. Uh, it's the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> Lion King copy strike Shakespeare. This was our, our idea, actually. <laughs> Shakespeare copied Lion King. <laughs> can you believe it? <laughs> hey, can we copy strike Shakespeare? Yeah. Where were we before Hamlet's? And the Lion King. Oh, uh, we're just talking about Aladdin. Aladdin, about right, Aladdin. Right. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, what do you think about Alexandra Ocasio Cortez? You're cutting cutouts, so don't worry about it. But I hate her. <laughs> I hate her, dude. She makes me so uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I don't I, know why that's I'm, a controversial. No, opinion. no, it's not. It's not. It's like it's not a controversial. When you opinion. hear her talk, she, her neuroticism is higher than like. Like do stop most the mic. women. Sorry, am I making too much noise? It makes sound, yeah. Okay, it sounds sorry. like a... Okay, so what were we talking about? Ocasio-Cortez. Ocasio-Cortez, yeah. Um, so, you've have you read her Green New Deal? I've heard Ben Shapiro talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's an absurd, like, we're going to get rid of cows, cars, that, and that, planes. That make methane. They want to get rid of cows that make methane. Right, because, because of the cows flatulence. fart. She yeah. wants to get. She put that in a bill. She said she wants to get rid yeah, of cows that, that fart. We 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 mass produce so many like through fam uh, like uh, factory farming. We make so mm-hmm. many cows that fart and release methane. This is not a joke. Yeah. This is like actually real. That fart and release methane that's contributing to global warming. So what we need to do is just slaughter a bunch of these cows yeah. so that they don't fart and release methane. Uh, she wants to replace. I hundred percent uh, agree. She wants to. <laughs> she wants to replace uh like uh planes with high speed rails that go across the country and she wants people to yeah, use their cars less. Yeah, she wants to get less. rid of planes. Yeah. Well, because of the whole ecosystem, the whole Yeah, because of the carbon footprint and whatever. Never mind the fact that you know, many of the celebrities draw, fly on like private jets. Tesla should make a plane relative to cars. That would amount, be really cool actually. The amount of CO2 that planes release relative to cars, apparently it's like very low. I'm not sure the exact value, but it was as low as like 1% or something. Well, yeah, think about cars. how many people drive around the world and how many planes there are. There are much less planes than there are cars. Like, I think someone was asking uh, Elon Musk, like, are you ever thinking of making an electric plane? Mm-hmm. And then he's like, the amount of CO2 that planes release is so, so minuscule yeah. compared to the amount that cars release. And like, that it's, it's not an, even it's worth... It's a joke. It's yeah. literally a joke. It's less than 1%. Like difference, yeah. she is right that like cows are the bigger problem. But what are we? But like, what are we gonna do? Like, stop eating. Stop eating beef. Like, like yeah, yeah. You know how many people rely on meat in their diet? Yeah, you can't make everyone vegetarian. No, you can't. It would just re- it would require just like a like everyone to be miserable to to yeah. get this plan done, right? And me- vegetarianism is such an unhealthy way of living. Oh yeah. Well, coming yeah. from you, you don't no, eat carbs. To you your health, eat, like, coming to your health, <laughs> like you don't get the amount of people like they get skinny and they 
they're like on the verge of death. You have to like supplement this, like just to keep on like regular. No, but they eat their proteins. They eat a lot of proteins from like tofu and like stuff like that. It just yeah, but you're missing amino acids. You don't get all the amino acids that you need. They take supplements for that. Yeah, supplements. I think the best way is not to like kill all the cows now. I think the best way is like to synthetically make meat from the lab. I was that's, just listening to it on Joe Rogan's podcast. That's the best way to go about it. That's the uh-huh. best way to deal with this uh, crisis is that is we to need invest to invest money into that. Yeah, exactly. And then also invest uh, money into nuclear. I don't know why everyone's so afraid of nuclear. Nuclear is like it a, is dangerous. No, it's not. Like um, technology has gotten so much better where nuclear power. Uh, Chernobyl. <laughs> that's that. <laughs> that's what everybody talks about. Chernobyl, Chernobyl and Fukushima. But you know what? An entire city in France right now is being powered by purely nuclear power. It's safe. We've gotten new technologies. Yeah, and it's pretty sustainable. It'll it, last a long. We've time. gotten new these things called pebble bed reactors, where you don't need to overheat. Like overheating is the biggest problem. Like yeah. overheating generators that like that cause the explosions and leakage and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But people have been coming up with like these new technologies called pebble bed reactors, where they can make the reactions have, happen with these like little pebbles that don't require as much heat, and that would cause like and that it's still you still retain the same amount of energy. So like people need to like get over Chernobyl. I know it was yeah. a tragedy and stuff like that, but uh-huh. we can't inhibit that. Like like we should take it seriously, right. but like at the same time like. Like we have to understand that our, our our technologies are getting safer, and this is the best carbon-free method of getting energy right now that we have. Uh, yeah, that I agree and then with like that. you know clean energy, like but clean energy you can't make that much energy with it right now. Yeah, and I think people talk about wind and solar, but like wind and solar is not going to be like you can't power a city currently with the current technology we have with wind and solar. Yeah, maybe maybe in the future we can, but yeah, if we're but talking about now. right now, and that's what everyone's talking about is like uh, climate change is a like a serious problem that that's we need true. to address now. Yeah. Now we don't have solar panels that can power. I know Elon Musk is trying to do solar panels like that. and wind. We can't do for the next. At least 50, 60 years mm-hmm. or to 100 years, we're not going to have good clean energy. And if we because keep using in- carbon for that time, that's going to hit. Yeah, this because because it's intermittent, right? Like mm-hmm. like wind and light, they come and go. They're not reliable that's sources true. that we you get, get a cloudy time. day. Yeah. But nuclear fission and nuclear energy is like, that's baseload. That's consistent. That's something that you can power cities from mm-hmm. and then you know there, there's like elon musk with his electric cars that, that that's making a new innovation that's like fossil free that's true and like and then i think the next step is to synth- synthetically make our meat so we don't have to factory farm like the thing is i take all of these concerns very seriously it's just but you're you saying get rid of these things and yeah. not come up with plausible uh, re- like replacements and like, there are plausible like replacements people are very disgusted by the idea of artificial meat grown in the lab I'm not. <laughs> You're not, but a lot of people are, and you can understand why. You can understand why, but like, if you can make a perfectly tasting steak from a lab mm-hmm. and no cow had to die, mm-hmm. like, what's the problem? I don't see the problem in that. What do you think? Why do we have to kill cows? Let's say we. No, it doesn't seem safe. Like not safe, but like, like artificial let's say, meat. Yeah. No, I don't think that's like safe. if we can culture. They've cultured. It was uh, I think in 2015 or 2014, yeah. 20 sometime between 2014 and 2016. They made like a full burger artificially, like in a lab. And apparently it cost like $300,000 or something. Really? Just to does make it, it. Does it contain well, all well, the, like, the nutrients co- and all that? Yeah, they grew it from like a single cell. Coding the human genome cost like millions of dollars before 
and now the cost has radically that's reduced. True. That's true. So like we, we only we're only cutting costs. But we're just not investing in it. It's such a niche like thing that people people everyone everyone talks about oh climate change climate change, but they're not investing in the right thing. Yeah. To help. They're just saying change. stop doing what you're doing. Well, mm-hmm. that's just going to make people mi- miserable. Right. I agree that you need to stop doing some of the things that we're doing, but you also need to come up with a plausible replacement. Right. Because our livelihoods are dependent on these things. Uh-huh. We need fossil fuels. Yep. Right now. We, we, sure, we can live without them, but we need a replacement. We need Many of us are not vegetarians, we're not vegans, and we don't want to, to switch to it's that lifestyle. It's not a healthy lifestyle. It's a terrible lifestyle for you. Well, even if you can make it healthy, right now it's just it's not feasible for many people. You're just letting go of like evolution, and you're like, <laughs> don't worry. We're back to the evolution. No, but you're just like pushing it to the side, like hundreds of thousands of years of being omnivores, and you're like, no, I can live without it. <laughs> like, I don't think so, man. What, what, do, you, what do you think? For the artificial burger, would you eat an uh, an artificial an artificial burger that was grown in a lab? I I, I don't know if it's tested properly. Like, how do Is they it test it? Does it disgust you, or like, would you? Wouldn't you rather have it like from a cow? I would rather have it from personally. A cow. I'd rather have it from a cow. Because I'm, that's I'm how so it is. I'm just so weirded like, out by the weird. and Joe Rogan and Sam Harris were just talking about this in the mm-hmm. podcast that I was listening to. He was talking about artificially grown. Uh, meats in mm-hmm. a lab. Sam Harris completely agrees with it, mm-hmm. but then he brought up the argument that like that's actually like people are just so put off by that idea. Mm-hmm. And then he gave such a good argument. He's like, he's like, um, right when you right when you're able to take all the suffering from animals and like all of the cruelty of factory farming out of it, people are automatically like disgusted by it. It's a weird. That is weird. But for me, that's why I'm, I'm not weirded out by that. I'm just like. I Why feel like do you need are, to but out? you're just acting like you're not. You're not Why weirded you out by that? it. You're not weirded out by it at all. No, I mean, if if they make if they grow meat in a lab and cell it tastes, by cell, cell by cell, and it tastes exactly the same, doesn't that feel a little artificial to you or something? Who cares? How would that feel? You know what's artificial? artificial? The antibiotics the that we take. Same. That's not That's natural. True. So who cares if it's artificial? This whole artificial natural dichotomy, I don't agree with it. Mm-hmm. Things that are natural, not good for you necessarily. And things that are artificial are not necessarily bad Dude, for you. Some su- supplements are not even that healthy. Like if you can, like a lot of people take the whey protein and all these proteins, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of people say it's a lot healthier to eat just eat chicken for their protein rather than mm-hmm. taking these okay. the powders and stuff. Yeah, I'm as as Midu is eating a beef burger right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Ant made me a a burger, it's but from good. cows. But from, from cows, cows. it was it wasn't lab grown yet, yet. Yeah, but I I don't have a problem yet. I think it will definitely help with people who can't afford, you know, these types of meats. Yeah. Like um, in developing countries. Yeah. I think it would be a huge, like improvement. Did you see the recent video? Uh, well, genetically modified Mark. foods are helping bringing are helping to like, are contributing to. Mm-hmm. And I know people have like their hangups with G- GMOs. But th- they are, like, contributing to, like, reducing worldwide starvation. That's true. You so know? much of the crops, if we didn't genetically modify them, or, like, the, the cows, they would die, mm-hmm. and we wouldn't have food for everyone. You know, populations wasn't even supposed to make it past a billion, right? Mm-hmm. According to Malthusian, like, population yeah. economics or whatever. But because someone invented, like, rice grain farming or something in, the, in, the, in Asia, 
saved like millions and millions of families yeah. from starvation. Yellow rice or something was called. Global, global poverty and global starvation levels are at, like at an all-time low. Yeah. Because of like um, you know industrialization, development, free enterprise, free trade. It's the only trade. way to maintain such a large population. And then GMOs as well. Yeah. So I think like these innovations are going to be the next thing to to fix. But uh, I think that's yeah. So it's pretty good. Yeah, that was we a good conversation. We talked for like what half an hour, an hour, probably an hour. Probably, probably an hour. hour. So yeah. thanks for coming, guys. Um, everyone, you can say your goodbyes. You know? All right. See you later, guys. Please make sure to uh, give us a review. Any closing remarks, Andrew? <laughs> the only thing I'm going to say in the podcast. Um, no. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see you next week or two weeks from now or a month. Who knows? Who knows? We'll let you know. We'll let you know. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. Bye.